Welcome to the Cost is Courage podcast. Being a human is hard, and courage is required to do it well. Whether you need a champion or a coach, we've got you covered. I'm Lisa Baker. And I'm Melissa Dyer. And we're so glad you're here. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Cost is Courage podcast. And today we are going to talk about the courage to love your body. Yeah, man. So <laughs> I have to ask, because I know how I'm going to answer this question, but I need to know how you're going to answer this. Okay. What is your most complimented body part? I would have to say my legs. And I'm going to try to find a picture that will <laughs> highlight this point that I can put into our show notes. But I have ridiculously long legs, thanks to my dad, but they're, I'm very disproportionate. I'm all legs. And so my whole life, it is a thing that has been pointed out to me. Many childhood nicknames revolve around my legs. It was called daddy long legs. My neighbor's dad used to call me super lucky because he said I was super lucky that my long skinny legs didn't snap off and poke me in the butt. <laughs> uh, yeah. So not so complimentary remarks as a child, but now it's quite I mean, attractive to have nice long legs. Yeah, I've always appreciated it. I mean, it's it's nice to have compliments, although I think I also always just experienced frustration because I could never buy pants. So yes. it wasn't until now, like days of the internet and whatever, where you can actually buy online or whatever. So for the longest time, like all through my teenage years, I bought only men's jeans because they were the only ones that were long enough. So not super flattering. No, but that's not fun. Yeah. No. What about you? So I have inherited nice fingernails. Like I have noticed that. People, you have beautiful fingernails. People have said, you should be a hand model. You know, your nails are so white, it looks like you always have a French manicure, which is great. But, you know, that's kind of like a lady thing to appreciate. And I'm like, I would trade that. Like, I would trade it for other parts, like <laughs> a bigger chest, a smaller butt. Like, <laughs> But, yeah, so mine is my, my hands, my fingernails. Yeah. So, you know, in, in thinking about, you know, kind of this topic, like the reason that, um, so I had added this topic to our list, you know, is I obviously I'm a therapist, so I talk to people about a lot of things and, um, body image is one that comes up a lot. Yeah. And I think, you know, probably just about anybody listening will not think that it's strange that you know, people have issues with their bodies, right? You listener may very well have issues with your body. And I feel like socially we've been taught to focus on our flaws to, to separate ourselves into parts and like to judge them as good or bad or. Yeah. I, I do think the whole, the imagery of the, the perfection that is in magazines and is, in media and things that we've, even though it seems to a, to some degree, they're trying to even out the scales and be more representative of all mm -hmm. shapes, sizes, colors, ages in media. 
Right. We grew up in the whole 17 magazine era. Um, and there was no, there was no going to be anything less than absolutely like a size perfect. Two, yes. You know, super, supermodel. It was the, definitely the era the rise of the, the supermodel, the rise of the supermodel. Well, and even now, so, you know, it has gotten better, you know, that there is more representation in, you know, advertising and, and all of that. But even within that, there's there's people who talk about where, like, there's still, like, a socially acceptable way yes. to be plus size, you know? And so, like, even... <laughs> you still have to have... Right. You be beautiful, have awesome hair, you know? You still have to be the right kind of fat. Yes. You know? And so it's still, it's still not completely yes. inclusive. And so there's still, you know, there's still huge room for growth, you know? But what has always made me sad is you know, how much we, especially as women, but men deal with this too, are taught to identify with our bodies, like that our worth gets tied to our bodies, our identity. I know when I was younger, my identity was very strongly tied to my weight, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and where it's more normal, it's completely normal for women to talk together about, you know, diet plans and, yes. you know, the ways that they hate their body and whatever. And the reason I wanted to have this episode was I, you know, sometimes I will look in the mirror and really love what I see. And I'll go downstairs and say to my husband, like, I look so cute today. or I love how I look. And I always experience this as like a revolutionary statement that I'm making, mm-hmm. you know, and that I maybe wouldn't even say that out loud to my friends because that's just so not normal. Like, that's not how we maybe would talk like that's not the the norm of body related conversation yes and it's very telling that it wouldn't be acceptable to say something like that that for if I interjected that 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 would seem like that was a very prideful statement where in reality we should have a healthy appreciation for the package in which our whole being resides, you know, that's like rolling up to your house and saying, I hate every part. I hate the way it looks on the outside. I hate the chimney. I hate the front door. I mean, that when we are evaluating our appearance and our body parts, it's no different because mm-hmm. we're not like we live in our home and we have like a whole life in there that we love and we would never like be so mean. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be so mean to each other. Right. Like the way that we beat up on our own bodies and pick apart every flaw and, you know, are trained to compare to unrealistic ideals. But yeah, it's, um, so I think it's a revolutionary act to want to love your body and to, I think that it requires courage, yeah. you know, to go against the norm that we're taught and, and the norm that we maybe experience in our circles. Well, and it's the courage too to say I'm valuable. It's a courage to say I am not my, you know, I am not just what you see on the outside. I'm a whole being, a whole person. I think body image too relates to how you feel about other things. You know, we're very connected in all of our feelings. And mm-hmm. um, I know for me, I was never a big 
Like I would have never said, oh, I have an eating disorder. I have an eating problem in high school, but I just, for a couple years, I didn't eat. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the, you know, I just drank Diet Coke and Which everyone's very disordered, very <laughs> disordered. And, um, but it would, it was very acceptable for us to behave that way. And our, even my, one of my high school friends and I, we would get donuts and we would lick the icing off the top of the donut, but we wouldn't eat the donut. That's yes. So but because I wasn't causing myself to throw up or really, I didn't feel like I was starving myself that I was just getting to trying to get to an acceptable body weight for everybody else. I'm pretty big bone person. So my body weight is all, I always feel like I'm, I'm never going to look flimsy. Let's just put it that way. Um, But for me, I would have not labeled that and I don't like to diet and I'm not very disciplined. So now when I sit in circles and I hear about like, well, I'm on a diet, I'm on a diet. Like I'm never going on a diet. I don't want to go on a diet. Like I might fast from sugar because it's probably chemically quite healthy for my body. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Have um, less sugar on a regular basis when I'm getting out of control or uh, I also like to be conscientious of the quality of food that I put in my body because I care about it. I want to feel good. Good, healthy food makes me feel good chemically. Mm -hmm. It's impacting the physiology of my body, which hits my moods, which hits, is going to, you know, flesh out everywhere. But I do think it would take courage to stand up in a room and be like, I'm never going on a diet again and I don't care. And I think you people like, I'm not with you. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's acceptable. I can I can be 15 pounds, maybe a little bit more than my frame could hold, but I'm okay with that. Well, I think too, when we want to love our bodies, and so and this is loving your body like as it is now, not yes. loving your body like once you lose the weight you want right. to weight or, or you want to lose, or um, you know you get the haircut or you're all you know, like you've done everything to make yourself like that you're allowed to love it now, you know, and I know for a lot of people like to go from kind of like the loathing to the idea of loving is, is too big a stretch. And so even getting to a place of like body acceptance, like, like a neutral position is progress, you know, and, and definitely, you know, I also do want to separate that we're not talking about, you know, like if you, for a lot of people who suffer from debilitating diseases or chronic pain or those kinds of things that that's also not what we're talking about right right now. You know, this is more the, the social construction of like how you're supposed to feel towards your body. Right. You know? And so if you are dealing with, you know, illness or that kind of thing, um, that that's, that's different. That can feel like your body has betrayed you in some way. And, right. and that's a different conversation. Yes. Um, but getting to where you can appreciate your body is exactly as it is. And I think, especially for some of my, you know, conversations I've had with some of my mommy friends where like 
they don't allow themselves to be in pictures because they don't love how they feel. But it's like your kids don't see you the way you see you. And you're taking yourself out of family memories because of how you look. That's so many people. And that that's speaks so, to so many that's people. That's so sad. Yes. That's very sad. That's not how it's supposed to be. Yes. You know, like be with your kids in the pictures, you know, get in the bathing suit and get in the water with the kids and, you know. Don't miss the fun and the moment. Right. Because of. I have earned. I have earned my wrinkles and cellulite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I come by it rightly. Thank you very much. You know, and I know I'm, you know, speaking as a, you know, relatively normal weight person, you know, and so it's maybe still feels like there's not a whole lot of credibility, but I know, you know, as I've gained weight or whatever, and, you know, the conversations start about like, you know, do you want to fit into this dress or that thing or whatever, you know, (laughs) When I look at the weight that I've gained, it's like, well, what was I going to do? Go to Paris and not eat everything in sight? Like, that would not have seemed like a reasonable, like, choice. Yes. You know, of course I was going to eat everything. You know, so I also, like, you try to be thoughtful about what I eat. And, you know, I eat a lot of things that I enjoy. Eat a lot of crazy things. My Facebook feed is known to be littered with (laughs) culinary nonsense that I know you (laughs) very strongly disapprove of. But you love me anyway. <laughs> it's not. There's no condemnation. It's just shock and awe and surprise. You know, but I, like I want to really enjoy the things that I eat, you know, and know that like actions have consequences. And so if I yes. eat enough of it, it's going to make a change in my body. But I accept that. Um, yeah. You know, and I've tried to focus a lot more on just really appreciating my body for what it can do, you know, that without any effort from me, I breathe and my heart beats and I blink and, you know, all the systems of my body that are doing things all the time without help from me, you know, and that I can get up in the morning and go for a walk and, you know. Thankfulness. So I think gratitude and thankfulness are a great place to, begin a journey Mm -hmm. of cultivating the courage to become okay. Let's just start with the, I am okay. I am moving from, I hate you to I'm okay with these things and list out the things that you're like, okay, I don't hate the whole. There's actually things I appreciate where there may be parts I would like to edit or have looked different. Maybe my eye would be attracted to something different. I can still appreciate some parts, you know, and to list those out and say, well, I really like this. And I really like that. Thankful that I got, you know, my dad's nose and not my mom's nose. And I like my hair color. I like my skin tone. I like, the shape. I'm glad I'm not too tall, not too short, you know, whatever it needs to be just to begin a journey of cultivating the courage to say, I don't have to go along with what is being projected on me as socially acceptable, 
and the right way to see myself through the lens of no, you need you need to change the way you look because you are not acceptable the way that you are. Yeah. Yeah, I love the like the idea that everybody is a beach body. Like there's no you know, when we're recording this, it's the beginning of summer. You right. Know? And so although in Florida it's been beach season it's here. All, well, and we live in a very body conscious yes. area. Skin is exposed. Mm-hmm. It is hard to cover up, but think of all the enjoyment that you would prevent yourself from having if you live in a cage where you're like, no, I'm yeah. sorry. You don't deserve to go out and do this and you won't look good and everyone's going to be looking at you. And no, that's yeah. not true. Yeah. So, so let's, talk through some of our kind of favorite strategies in, in moving towards, towards body love. That is the ultimate goal, you know? And I think, you know, kind of coming from the faith perspective, you know, I just, I love that, you know, in the Bible, it says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and that that is always true, that there's no degrading that like to a lower level, like that it's always a miracle being a part of creation is a miracle you know, and then it says that our bodies are temples. Right. You know, and so they're meant to be places of worship, like not right places of self-flagellation and self-loathing. Yes. So one, one thing that I like that I think works in so many situations, but also in this one, is acting like your body is not yours. Like you wouldn't talk about a friend's body the way that you talk to yourself about yours. Right. You know, and so imagine sometimes that the things that you might be saying about yourself that you were saying to a friend or even better yet, that you would be saying that to your child about their body because you would not do that. Right. Yeah. You would not do that. Isn't it fascinating how we can be kinder to others than we can Absolutely. be to ourselves? Absolutely. We, it's crazy how true it is, but it is true. So we can imagine that our body is not our own, that it belongs to somebody else. So we can gain some affection and appreciation for it. Or at least just change the harshness. Yes. Change, change that, that really that helps with changing the language. Yeah. And make a list of things that you do like Mm -hmm. shifting some perspectives there. It's not all bad. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it helps a lot to focus on function versus Mm -hmm. appearance focusing on what your body can do and the strengths that it has, the things that it makes possible for you. I do think too, um, just general health, get some exercise, not exercise per se to change everything, but exercise for general health movement mm-hmm. and for well, the, Treat enjoyment, well. the enjoyment of the activity. Yes. Be out in creation, get some vitamin D drink your water, eat, well sleep well when we have these feelings in our body feels good because it's been well taken care of most likely we might be able to see it in a bit of a different light yeah and then kind of the last one that i can maybe separate into two bits is really trying to separate your worth from your appearance you know and so maybe even sitting down and, and taking inventory about like what 
defines your self-worth and where is it tied up in your appearance and where does it need to be kind of pulled away from that? Because after a pretty early age, it's kind of a downhill situation. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I think that often that I'm like, so I guess I'm probably never going to fulfill the one day that maybe 20 years ago, I would have been like, one day I'm going to look like this because I would have like put every other area of my life on hold in order to pursue this goal. <laughs> but clearly it wasn't my personal goal. It was a goal that was kind of, I was accepting as a narrative. So uh, yeah, I'm letting that slip away. I'm, I am turning 45 and now I'm just, I'm okay with the way mm -hmm. I ended up. And so not only separating your worth from your appearance, but also separate your happiness from your appearance. Yeah. Don't tell yourself that you will be happier when, or you would be happier if you looked a certain way or if something about your body was different. You got to figure out how to be happy now apart from your body. I think that's a good word. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cost is Courage. Being a human is hard, and to do it well, it's going to cost some courage. If you enjoyed this episode, one way you can tell us is by writing us a review. That would mean so much to us. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget to check out the show notes for resources, tips, and other fun surprises. Bye for now.